Welcome to the Global Dance Network podcast. I'm your host, Carolyn Smolik, and I invite you to join the conversation with artists who are passionate about inspiring and equipping you for whatever sphere you find yourself in. and thanks for joining in on today's episode. My name is Sheena Grote and I co-founded GDN alongside the brilliant Carolyn Smolik. Today I get the honor of interviewing her and picking her brain about faith and stepping into the God dream over our lives. I know you'll be inspired as you hear her share and I'm expectant for God to awaken that dream within you as you listen. Hi Carol. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? It's going well. It's really funny to be on this end because usually I'm asking the questions. So, um, yeah, so it's good not to prepare anything and just see what comes. But, um, yes, I'm good. And like you said, good to see you via technology. So thank the Lord for that. Absolutely. So because we value fun um, within our team at GDN, we're actually going to start with a few this or that questions. So our people can just get to know you a little bit more. All right. First question, espresso or latte? Latte. Mountains or beach? Mm. Beach, I think. Improv or choreography? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm going to go with improv. Yes. Paper or online? Mm, paper. Socks or barefoot? Ooh, I like warm, fuzzy socks. <laughs> yes. Plan or go with the flow? Go with the flow. Love it. I love it. All right. Um, first question. When do you think, this question is kind of twofold, but when do you think God planted the seed of GDN inside of you? And how did you uncover that and water it? Hmm. Um, okay. I think he planted it a long, long time ago. Um, before I was born. No, but um, I was thinking of this earlier, actually, if someone was to ask me, when did this even start? So some people would know I used to, uh, well, I lived in Australia for a long time, 10 years, and um did Hillsong College and then worked there and looked after all the dancers. And I remember us having Hillsong Conference and we used to do these really big dance electives or workshops, uh, which was so much fun. There was like hundreds of workshops going on and this dance workshop was just open to people from all over the place, from different churches, and we would uh, meet them and teach them some choreography and all that fun stuff. And really the whole point was to connect them to us and to each other as well. And we found that there was actually so many dancers out there. I remember one time we had a, you couldn't even call it a room that they'd given us. It was like a, like this corner and some walls had been put up, which I think actually fell over while we were dancing because like you can't imagine how full this room was like it was impossible to even fit everyone in there um 
And I specifically remember a moment there where one girl from, I don't know where she was from, was just also so excited to see all these dancers and felt like she had no connection to other dancers within the church. And um, I remember back then thinking, my goodness, like we need to help these people and us as well to connect with other dancers and other like-minded people around the world. And I think that's actually, if I go way back, and that could have been, I don't know, 12 years ago or something maybe, is probably when that seed started. Um, yeah. And I can't remember your other part of the question. How did I water it? Yeah. Um, so that's, that started way back then and I kind of knew, okay, I want to do something in this area thinking as we often do, oh, it's going to happen right now. And I need to work hard to make it happen right now, but it just didn't. We tried a few things to create some sort of networks and it just wasn't the right time and the doors didn't open and that was all good. And, um, then when I was finishing working at college, um, which was an interesting season, like it was very, very sad, but also excited about what was coming up. Um, uh, again, another moment of a friend of ours, we were sitting in a, in a rehearsal for something and I was probably, it was probably my last week of work and I was kind of talking to her about this and she knew that I wanted to do some sort of network. And she said, well, why don't you just start now? And I was like, like now? She's like, yeah, like this seems like the right time. And I was like, right, okay. And from that moment, it kind of all made sense. And all my ideas and dreams that I'd had from the years before and kind of collected just in my mind and in my spirit came together. And I, we launched it and it just kind of went from there. So, um, yeah, it's funny how things happen. <laughs> it's so cool. And it's, it's, it's cool how things align, right? That maybe those, that 12 years ago wasn't the timing for it, but God's like, okay, now. Yeah. And friends like, okay, now. Yeah. So, so cool. Um, okay. So if, if GDN is like, you know, one of your God dreams over your life, what's something that always keeps you pressing forward into this dream? Hmm. I think going, going way, way back before that, <laughs> when I first met God and which was when I was about 17, I think, um, and I used to dance quite a bit at that time. And I didn't really fully understand like dance and God and church, but I fully knew that that was going to be a part of my life, whatever that was going to look like. Um, and I remember from a really young, in terms of being a young Christian age, knowing, okay, I really feel like the call of God on my life is to teach people how to worship God through dance and in their dance. I don't know why. I don't know why it's me. I feel super unqualified. I know nothing, but this is just what I feel like I want to do and I'm meant to do and I can't shake it. So, um, and despite like doing other things as well, obviously like I, that's not what I 
the main thing I do in my life, you know, as a job, I teach in a school, I do a bunch of other things, live my life. But I know that I know that that's what God's placed on my life. And that if he speaks and I sense that in my spirit, then there's no shaking it despite despite how I feel or maybe don't feel like it some days or feel like I can't do it and don't want to do it. And um, there's just, I just can't not, you know, I feel like if I didn't, then I would be so unhappy and I, yeah, wouldn't be walking in what God's called me to. So cool. So cool. Cause ever since I've, I've known you and, and met you, that's exactly what I've seen you do. That's what you've done in my life. And so many others is you've taught us how, how to worship through movement and dance um, in a way that maybe we wouldn't connect with otherwise, which is, which is pretty, pretty cool. Um, okay. So what is our responsibility when it comes to stewarding the God dream within us? Hmm. Gosh, these big questions. <laughs> What's our responsibility in stewarding the God dream? Um, okay, you're going to laugh because I always <laughs> have this saying, um, and I'm like, just listen and obey, right? And <laughs> just like, oh, I know, just listen. And I'm going to make you a t-shirt. That, yeah. that, that's your like life quote because yeah. that's what and honestly I don't even I actually don't really know where that came from it just yeah just did um because I feel like that is what our Christian walk is about um it's about obedience and listening to what he has to say but not just like listening what he has to say because we can do that and a lot of people do that but I think that some of us don't obey in taking action of what he's calling us to due to whatever it might be fear or um you know all the different things that could could stand against and that could tell us not to um and so I think when God gives you a dream then he doesn't just give it to you just to kind of dangle it in front of you and be like oh look at that look there's this dream and um you know, because sometimes it might seem unreachable, but it's not. Otherwise, God wouldn't have put this dream in our hearts. Um, and I know that sometimes it's it's hard to pursue that and to steward that and to stick with it and despite the season to press in. And um, I was actually thinking about Hebrews um, earlier today, uh, one of my favorite books, and one of my favorite verses is faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see, which is ridiculous when you think about it in terms of worldly thinking, because who is sure of something they just hope for and certain of something they don't see, right? Like that's not what how we normally live our life if we don't know God. But I think... Um, that's all the all the great examples that we had in the Old Testament of Abraham and Moses. That is what they did. And in this, in Hebrews, it says, by faith, they did this and this. God told them and they obeyed. And so um, whatever God told them to do, they were like, I don't know how this is going to work out, but I'm going to do it. And I think that's the same with our God dreams is just 
stewarding it in terms of taking it in a in responsibility, knowing that, okay, if God's given this to me, then he's not joking. Then I really am the person for this. And um, I need to hold it lightly. I need to op- hold it with open hands, but I also need to step out in faith and act and do something and see what he then does with what he's he's given me I don't know if that answers your question but that's yeah (laughs) it's it's interesting because you literally segued right into what my next question was because I was like what does stepping out in faith look like for you practically and guessing your response would be listen and obey right um yeah I think so which is it's seems really hard but it's actually simple like um it's simple in terms of you know it's like when I sometimes tell you and I'm like just listen and obey it's like super simple but that's really not that simple to do in our own strength and in our own thought patterns that we have and all that stuff but that's actually what faith is about right like this intense trust um and and yeah who do we look to for that like Jesus the author and the perfecter of our faith the ultimate example of listening to the father and obeying and um, I I think like if he did it then we can too you know totally I love that I love that and you have to be close to listen you know your ears have to be attentive Mm. um so that's yeah that's an invitation for us mm. amazing okay um how did you receive the language around gdn so like people have these god dreams and they you know um this is what i'm meant to do or whatever but around gdn there's certain like statements that you kind of crafted um like the every nation every generation everyone like where did connect and resource where did these um statements and language come from Mm. listen and obey jokes um kind of no i think i think um on the one hand um observing and um seeing what's going on around me and seeing okay so when this girl at tilson conference spoke to me years and years and years ago what was it that she was longing for. And I I seriously remember her saying, I'd love to be more connected. And and I've never forgotten that. And I was like, okay, so people are like longing for some sort of connection. And then just doing what I've done the last 10, 15 years, seeing that people need resource, they need help, they need, um, uh, you know, practical ways to move forward in order to do what they're called to do. Um, so I think, yeah, on the one hand, watching, learning, observing, and listening to people. And on the other hand, seriously, um, Jesus gave me those words because they just came to me at the most random times. Uh, I think once was during worship in church, I'm pretty sure. Um, and I just took out my phone and I quickly wrote it down and it made complete sense in the moment and it felt right. And um yeah even with every nation every generation every one is so I guess what my heart is like I don't think you know someone's asked us before 
uh, don't you think that vision's too big and too broad? Like every nation, every generation, like, I mean, yeah, it sounds like, so you're talking about taking over the world. No, not like that. But at the same time, I feel like there's so much a place for every single person, no matter where they're from. And um, yeah, so yeah, listening to him and also listening to what people around me are saying and thinking and feeling. Right. What they're craving. Yeah. And, and creating a place for that. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Um, okay. So, so tell us what it means to have a heart for the one. So when we see a GDN pr promo and stuff like that, that one is always capitalized. Um, why? Tell us about it. Hmm. Um, well, first off, our Heavenly Father goes after the one, right? Um, and that might sound so cliche, but it's actually so profound and it's so what um, our faith is based off because Jesus died on the cross for the one. Like, yes, he died for everyone, but that incorporates you and me and you who's listening and whoever you know and walk past, it includes every single person on this planet that God has put here um so and I think especially in dance it's 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 a funny thing because you you want to be the one who's seen because you're a dancer and you um you know sometimes and there's there's good things to that. You you want to be seen to be part of a, a a thing that you're auditioning for, or or whatever it might be, and that's all good and important. And at the same time, you can be really overlooked and feel overlooked. And a lot of artists and dancers um, feel really overlooked with their gift and their talent. And um, to me, it's not even about the gifting and the talent. Like I honestly couldn't care less about someone's gifting and talent as much as it's amazing and the work they put in but I want to see the one person and the one person connect with him and the one person have a revelation of why they have this gift of dance and the one person to have an impact wherever they are and um, honestly it's actually the hardest thing and I feel like God challenges me on it all the time and brings me back down to earth when I am thinking oh we're not reaching as many people as I want to be reaching or oh you know, all the things you can be thinking and wanting to grow and numbers and whatnot always brings me back to this one, you know, like you said, this capitalized one. Um, and even so, he doesn't even just challenge me within GDN, he challenges me in my daily life, honestly, like everywhere I am, whether I'm teaching at school, whether I'm uh, talking to my neighbor, I always feel challenged to see the one and I think, yeah, that'll always be our greatest um, challenge, but also our greatest reward in all of it. So cool. Um, so what is, what is it like to like experience uh, the one in the sense of like them experiencing that connection to dance and the father or whatever that's looked like? Like, have you experienced that through GDN? And what is that like for you as, as the founder um, yeah, to experience that, I guess. Mm. 
Um, it's like my absolute favorite thing in the whole wide world. And I think everyone needs to experience it, whether they dance or don't. Um, but I think you can experience it through other ways. But for me, it's obviously through dance. Um, and it's always really, really funny. It's, it's often similar in terms of when I go to teach somewhere or, or whatever workshop or wherever it might be, um, I know that there's going to be some sort of a session where God wants me to teach them that somehow or make um, make the space uh, safe and open for them to experience that, right? And so I remember I recently went to a, a workshop to teach and um, people are always really hungry but also um, a little bit apprehensive. Not always, but most of the time. So I find that dancers are really hungry to, yes, this is what I want, but also, oh my gosh, like I don't really know what to do or what's going to happen. And honestly, I don't know how it's going to happen. What, like I never do. You yeah. know, like it's always, it's always different. And um, that's why earlier I said go with the flow because yes, you know, we plan certain things and I plan certain choreographies or whatnot, but I genuinely never know exactly what's going to happen, but every time, without a doubt, I see God move, and not because of what of because of what I do or anything like that, but because that He is faithful and He wants to encounter His children and He wants to give good gifts to His children, and so um, yeah. It's not about, like, I don't have a formula for it. I don't say, okay, if they're crying, then that means they've got it. Like, that's all <laughs> what happens, you know, and we're emotional and all this stuff. But um, I love seeing people's, like, eyes light up and kind of a relaxation as well in, in their body of, like, oh, like, I get it. Like, God, like, this is what you want me to do with my gifting and with my talent and it's obviously an ongoing journey like it doesn't happen and then yeah you got it down packed not at all I discover it all the time and in new ways but um yeah it's a beautiful beautiful thing so to those listening right now that may have never walked into one of our events um or had an invitation to do that what would be your invitation to them right now like even as they're listening as they finish this podcast or even they they pause it right now what would be your invitation to them hmm. to use that? My invitation to you who's listening is if you like long for that or hunger for that but even if you don't and you're just like a little bit intrigued or if you're even hurt and you're not quite sure how to approach all of this anyway, like know first off that God is so good and that he is so close. And I would invite you to, in your own time, whatever it may look like, to put on a song, any song. Actually, it doesn't even need to be a song. Maybe you want to sing, maybe you want to have silence. But just to sit in his presence and and allow him to encounter you through dance. And I'm going to say this, like, listen and obey his voice because it's going to look different for everyone. Some of you, you might feel angels dancing around you. 
and that might be part of your journey and your revelation. Some of you might go, oh my gosh, like I'm a little bit scared, but you feel like you just need to step out and move, then go for it. Like he is so faithful to meet you there. And others of you are going to dance and dance and not feel a thing, but God's going to speak to you in the midst or later, and you're going to have some sort of understanding. So, um, yeah, my invitation is just to step out and to do it and to see what happens. And um, if that's the first time you've done it, or maybe in a long time, let me know, message us. I would honestly love to hear your journey with it or any questions you have or whatever it might be would seriously love to um yeah help you on that journey as well absolutely this is what we breathe and live for so definitely tell us all of the stories um okay i think you would refer to yourself like as a as a visionary in in nature so how do you navigate the details and the next step in the strategy of gdm Oh, it's so uh, challenging, to be honest. Um, it's, it's, you know, it sounds really awesome and glamorous to be a visionary. You know, someone's like, oh, you're a visionary, whatever. Um, and that doesn't mean I'm always receiving these visions from heaven that are being brought down for me on scrolls, you know, like, it's not like that. Um, it's just that sometimes I just see things or often I just see things in my spirit and know that that's where we're going and that that's what he has for us. And I know I often share that with you and you're similar and which is amazing how God puts people together. Um, but Contending for the details and waiting on the details and um, listening for the details and also working hard for the details is probably the, the challenging but the necessary thing because um, it's little by little, right? But, uh, we're not ready for what he's shown us what's going to happen in 10 or 20 years. Heck no. I think we would run the, I think we would run the other direction. Like I think he gives us vision to... Um, lift us up and to lift our eyes up and to see beyond what we see now and not get bogged down in the details or the lack of details. Um, but then it's like trusting that he will give us the the details. And, and you know, sometimes they're not always like the Lord has spoken. Your next step is da, 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 da. Sometimes it's just a natural next step that makes sense. Um, and as long as it lines up with with his word and lines up with our values, I think it's a good next step, you know, and there's room for mistakes or for changing gears or shifting things or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think I think vision vision is there to keep our eyes fixed on him and our eyes fixed forwards. But um, really the hard work is in the details and the joy and is in the details. Okay, so reversing that question, for the person that's listening that's the detail-oriented person, how would you encourage them to um, press into the vision or the big picture? Hmm. Yeah, because sometimes you can really get bogged down in the details and, and maybe lose sight of what it's all about. I think... Um, I guess I would sit down and think about and write down what 
why am I doing all of this? Okay, there's all these details, but what really is my end goal? What is it that I want to see? What is it that I think God wants um, to happen? And it can be um, as, you know, basic or detailed of a vision as you like, but um, I think it's really important to know that so that you know what you're heading into and that you know that these things that you are working out and the details that you are working out are going somewhere and to keep you kind of on track. Um, but also to, if you have, to get around someone who is more like that and who you can talk to and they don't even need to be part of what you're going to do at the end. It could be someone completely different, a mentor or whoever, and have them ask you questions, kind of questions that make you think bigger and um, think higher. I think that's really important for someone, yeah, someone who doesn't even know what you're doing to for you to think differently because I think it's also just about getting around people who think differently than you and see things differently um yeah absolutely I love that okay just just to finish um what would what would be kind of like your final call of 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 activating those who are listening to go after this god dream um because I for sure believe that everybody's got something within them that God wants to bring out and, and bring to pass like on this earth here today. It's the reason why we're here. Um, so, so what, yeah, what would be like your final, just, just words to them to activate them now? Mm. Um, okay. I'm going to read a verse that I love. We'll see where this goes. But um, in Romans 12, 1 to 2 in the message, it says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Um, and so my activation would be to keep going and to live your life and to not wait and sit and see what happens, but actually to go through your ordinary, sometimes can seem, especially maybe in this season where at least here, we're kind of still locked up at home. Um, it can seem very ordinary and boring or whatever it might be, but knowing that he takes our sleeping and our eating and our going around, going to work, brushing our teeth, uh, training in our skill life. And when we place it before him, he will, <clears throat> sorry, he will reveal the next steps and he will work through it. And um, later in the verse, it says, readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. So I think when we are faithful with doing our ordinary life, our day-to-day -day life, he is so faithful to speak and to, um, to speak into our situation where we're at. And so my activation would be readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. So maybe you've been waiting a little bit with the response and that's okay, there's grace. But my um, challenge and my, my um, prayer is that you would quickly respond to it and respond in faith, in intense trust and um, with great expectation just of what he wants to do. It might be from that verse where you got your listen and obey. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All 
right, amazing. Um, thank you for allowing yourself to be on the other side of the interview process. Um, Cause I know, I know just me listening, even myself, um, I'm encouraged to just continue pressing in, pressing forward and just going after everything that God's placed within me. Um, so I hope you are as well listening at home in your car or wherever you might find yourself. Um, if you're taking up that challenge that Carol put out today of, of just encountering him through movement, please let us know. Send us a, send us a message. Um, tell us your story. We would love we would love to hear how you encountered him, the revelation that he gave you because um, we're in this together. So thank you. Thank you for listening and uh, we'll see you we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We trust you are inspired and equipped to take your next step. Be sure to hit subscribe and follow us on social media to stay connected with all things GDN.